0: We are all different, right? So be your unique self as a leader. A lot of leaders, they read a lot of books through their career. They've been to leadership training. So grab all those. But at the end of the day, be you. Like what is your unique personal brand? And how do you bring that into your workplace through your actions? (laughs)
1: This is Lead with Culture. I am Kate Fulman, and on this episode, we're talking about strategies to become a better leader. Such an important topic. I chatted with our senior coach, Michelle Marquis. So you are about to get some free coaching because she shares three ways to become a more effective leader. Be more intentional about developing your leadership skills. It's a really great episode because Michelle shares practical exercises you can start doing today to improve your leadership skills, become a better coach, and of course, to help your team grow. So get out your pen and paper or whatever app you use and get ready to take some notes. Today, we're talking all about leadership and how to improve as a leader which is such a great topic because there's so many. I mean, look, you you could talk about so many different things, right? Lots of different directions that we can go. But we can't do all the things, but we can focus on a few things at a time to improve as a leader. So why is this topic so important for you?
0: So I do a lot of business coaching and executive coaching. So this is a topic that comes up each and every time. So there's three things that I always end up talking to them about. So that's what I want to share with you today. One's a personal brand, which again, there's, I think five pages. That's it. Five pages in Culture Solution where Matthew talks about your personal brand. And so many of the executives that I talk to, they never think about that. They don't think about themselves with that personal brand. So we talk about that. Um, And then the second thing is doing a leadership inventory for yourself. I have a really good template that I use. And then rating your own performance. Because a lot of the, specifically the executives that I talk to, they don't have a performance review, right? (laughs) They give the performance
1: review. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And then
0: usually, you know, again, the CEO or owner of the company, and they're like, oh, well, no, I don't get performance reviews. So again, it's a great way for them to reflect on their leadership style right? And then think about how they improve. So that's where we really talk about also, usually they don't have a job description. They don't have a role description. They run the show. They're like, we do everything. (laughs) We do everything. And so that gets into a great discussion about activities versus behaviors. So that is always a really great, I'm going to call jumping off point to so many other areas of being a leader, the responsibility of leadership.
1: I love those. And I'm excited to dig into them because your number one role as a leader is to help your people grow. And as a leader, we have to grow ourselves, right? Like we have to continuously get better. We have to improve. We have to be more self-aware. All of these things that we want to develop in our people, we also have to be developing ourselves. And so this idea of Hey, this is why people reach out to coaches, right? Leaders love getting coached. We all love getting coached, really, if we think about it, because we all want to grow. We all want to get better. We all want to make progress in our lives. And it is true that a lot of founders and owners and even executives, they're busy running their teams. And oftentimes, we're forgetting about, hey, I have to take the time to assess where I am when we become more self-aware as to how am I leading? Am I being an effective leader? And so these are some of the things that are really important. So let's dig into to each one of these three, starting with your personal brand, which I love this one. And it's interesting that you say most leaders aren't really thinking about this because I don't, I don't know that a lot of people are thinking about this in general. And the first thing that comes to mind when I think of personal brand is just like with culture, you are creating a culture, whether you give attention to it or not. It's the same thing with your personal brand, whether you're being intentional about it or not, you're creating a personal brand. So we should probably be intentional about what that looks like.
0: Exactly. I like what you said earlier. You know, Personal brand, it's not always what you're doing or what you're saying. It's how you're acting. All eyes are on you as a leader. And that is a reflection. You're reflecting out your personal brand. So we always talk about What is it right now? Like, what do you think your personal brand is right now? So many people, you know, they can't really think about. So I said, so here's what I want you to do. Ask a few of your very close friends separately to identify three to five characteristics that they would use to describe you, like what they think your personal brand is. It's an incredible exercise because of those three to five people, there's always two or three that are consistent across those five. So that whether you wanted it to be or not, that is your brand. That's your brand right now. And then how do you want to change that? Another great exercise for yourself, if you're really thinking about what your personal brand is today, is to look back at some of your old performance appraisal forms when you did get reviewed as an individual, and then see what are those key words, key phrases that keep coming out for you. Like when I look back at my own performance appraisals, it was always Michelle gets it done. Michelle gets it done. (laughs) So that became like, again, whether I liked it or not, that's what I was doing. I was the person, if you wanted to get something done, no matter how busy Michelle is, she's the one that's going to get it done. So again, having them reflect back and finding those pieces is a great first step. So those two exercises, find out where you are and then really think about, is that what I want it to be? Mm. Because you can create your brand or maybe you like what your brand is right now, but maybe you enhance it or you want to make sure that you're demonstrating it. So one of the things that Matthew talks about when he talks about personal brand is you define it and then write it down and then read it every day and then do one thing every day that demonstrates your personal brand. Another thing to think about is as a leader, are you demonstrating the core values of your company? Yeah. Again, yeah, so you can have those in front of you as well and go check, check, check. Think about, again, what you're doing each and every day.
1: I love this exercise. And it is a really fun one when you ask your team and you ask your Colleagues, your friends, your family, even, what are those three words? And kind of see what keeps showing up because I love asking the question, what's your superpower? Everyone has a superpower, right? And what I always find fascinating is it's hard for people to identify their superpower. And the reason why is because it's so natural to you. You're just so used to doing it. You don't realize that for other people, They see it in you as such a gift and a talent because they don't maybe have that, but it's so natural to you that you're like, oh, no, that's no big deal. Like That doesn't really matter. And so it's the same kind of thing is that so often when people are looking at at their leader, they're really recognizing a lot of qualities that they really appreciate that maybe they don't have yet or maybe they aspire to be. And that's what we get to do too in addition to asking people those qualities that they see in you already. To Michelle's point, when we're being intentional about creating your brand, who do you look up to? Maybe it's leaders you've had in the past that really have made an impact in your life that really shaped you as a leader. Maybe it's someone you don't even know, someone that you just follow online or they have built a business and they're in your, maybe they're in your same industry and you just really recognize the way that they lead and then be able to say, hey, wow, these are some of the qualities in them that I appreciate and how can I work towards becoming more of that kind of person. When I think personal brand too, I always think of that Maya Angelou quote of people will forget what you said, they will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Absolutely. And I love that because when we think about the leaders in our lives that have made an impact in our life and, and in different phases of our career, you remember that. We remember how they made us feel. They made us feel empowered. They made us feel worthy. They made us feel like our ideas matter. They made us feel like they had our back. They made us feel like they wanted us to grow. They wanted what was best for us. And they encouraged us. They supported us. And when we do trainings, what is so interesting is we always ask people to share what are the, quality, the good qualities of a leader and what are some of those not so good qualities. And right. every time, one of the top qualities that shows up is being tough, but fair. Mm. Great leaders are tough, but fair because we have to be a little tough because we have to get a little uncomfortable when we're going to grow. And we have to do the same thing for ourselves when we're building our own personal brand is to be really honest with yourself about who you are today and who you want to be.
0: That's right. And I, I loved what you said, you know, in the beginning, what do we expect from our people? And if you have these Separate expectations for your people, but you're not reflecting that yourself. That's yeah. a huge gap to look at.
1: All right. So the first way to improve as leader: identify what your personal brand is today and what you want it to be. I love those exercises. Number two: your leadership inventory. So this is a good one, Michelle. What's your leadership
0: inventory? Actually, picked this up a long time ago. Used this when I was in corporate myself. It's a basic template from Sherm. Society of Human Resource Management. And it's really great, just very general leadership qualities that you use to rate yourself. So I usually, every time when I'm working with a client, we start with a leadership inventory and they get to rate themselves. And it's so funny because people are so hard on themselves (laughs) because the next step is, I say, okay, tell me one of your direct reports and how you think they would rate you. Then we find the little disconnects there as well. Ah, I love that. That reflects back to their brand though. Also, all these things kind of tie together. So that gives us areas that they want to work on. I pulled one out that we had used recently. So there's three main categories, leading the organization. What's underneath that is like managing change managing politics and influencing others, taking risks, setting vision and strategy. And then another main area is leading the self. So demonstrating your ethics and integrity, exhibiting leadership stature, increasing your capacity to learn. And then the third is leading others. And that's where you get a lot of those skills that like communication, are you developing others? Are you growing people, valuing diversity? And difference. So again, they rate themselves, and then they pick someone that reports to them, and they just say. Uh, so I asked them, "What do you think they would rate you?" And then again, when there's a difference, why do you think there's a difference? And it's very interesting because they can't tell me, but I know it's because they're just being hard on themselves. But that's a one area that they don't feel confident in. So then we go back, and then we identify those specific areas, and then we drill down a little deeper.
1: So, when they don't give you an answer, that's really telling as far as, again, going back to being really honest with yourself, having to face what you probably know to be true, but maybe you just haven't fully allowed yourself to accept certain ways that you are, or lead, or can improve, or even just being really hard on yourself. And so, this is why these questions matter. This is why coaching matters. Yeah. Because you're asking, having somebody, ask you the difficult questions that again, deep down, we know, we know what we need to do. We know how to get better. We just need to be pushed a little bit sometimes and really allow ourselves to
0: face the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it back to, do you want that to be a priority? And, you know, how do you think that would influence your leadership style or ability if you worked on that? And what would you do to change that? It gets back to really being intentional, focusing, knowing what those areas are, and not from a big, broad perspective, but really digging into each one of those really helps them to be more clear about where they need to maybe tweak a little bit. And it gives us an opportunity to look at their strengths also. And so if this is your strength, how are you using your strength to develop your team? Yeah. So that's always a good question for them to go, You know, I really don't get involved with that. That's HR's job. I have a training department (laughs) that does that. (laughs) So again, just helps to bring that to the forefront of their mind and how they really want to develop more of a leader. And uh, I want to just jump back to Brand for a second. And one of the things that was in Culture Solution that Matthew pointed out is we are all different, right? So be your unique self as a leader. A lot of leaders, they read a lot of books through their career. They've been to leadership training. So grab all those, but at the end of the day, be you. Like, what is your unique personal brand? And how do you bring that into your workplace through your actions?
1: It's a great reminder because when we think about leadership, especially new leaders, like new Mm -hmm. managers, new leaders, I know the first time I had a management role, I felt like I had to change my personality. I felt like I had to all of a sudden become more stiff and stern and strict. And that is just not true. That is not what I needed to do. That was the opposite of what I needed to do. And part of going back to really great leaders, we remember them because of their very unique personality style. I worked with a woman who, I I tell her this still today, one of the reasons why I took the role that I did was because I knew that I was going to learn a lot from her because she is one of those women that she walks into a room and people look. She walks into a room and you're like, she's got something to say and we want to hear it. Her presence was so powerful. And I thought, I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to command a room like that. And I learned so much from her, but she was completely who she was. And when I got to see her stick up for not only herself, but stick up for her team and the decisions that we made, that made such an impact on me. And so when we think about really great leaders, they are bold. They are bold in the way that they lead. They believe in their decisions. They believe in their team. That is something that is lacking today in a lot of organizations, being able to be that bold leader. And when we are that way, we attract the right people, And we repel the wrong people. We like get rid of the people that are not meant for us, and we attract those people that are meant to be part of our team and excited to to work alongside you to, to do great work, to fulfill the mission of the organization.
0: Yeah. And I've had feedback that this helped with their confidence. Not that they weren't confident, but it just knowing what they needed to work on and then really being intentional about it and doing some of that. They also... Almost everyone, because I made a list of all the people that I put this through, would take this and use it with their people and have them like do the that. same thing, rate themselves. And then that became a tool for them to use to say, wow, four of my people need help setting vision and strategy. These are my leaders. I want them all to have vision and strategy. So, again, that it just helped build confidence in the fact that they're even paying attention to yeah. their style.
1: Yeah. And guess what? No matter what phase in life we're in, there are places where we can build our confidence, you know?
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: (laughs) We work with some incredible leaders, incredible leaders that are building huge businesses and the conversations that we get to have with them and we recognize, wow, they're not as confident in this area as they perceive to be on the outside. Which is totally fine. But again, this is why when you have a third-party person that you're able to talk to, that you're able to work through these things and help you identify some of the ways to improve as a leader, it's just only going to make you better and your organization better. And we are all constantly learning and growing. And as your business grows, as you grow, as your team grows, you have to keep upping your game. You have to keep going back to these things, your personal brand, your leadership inventory, and then, of course, number three is rating your performance.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Most organizations, they have performance evaluations, right? So a lot of them are just about the tasks or responsibilities, right? So you're, you're being rated on those. But what about, again, some of the things on the leadership inventory? So I'm going to call them, and I don't like this term, but soft skills. Sometimes they'll have communication, but it's like so broad. So being more specific and really aligning them back to your core values. So if your core values are we're committed, excellence, this, that, and the other thing. So there should be underneath that a description of what you would want to see demonstrated so that I know that you have the core value. So those should be on your performance appraisal form. So we actually, when we do the performance appraisal form, I'll have them, again, strategic objectives for the department. There's always those bigger goals. I'm going to call them goals. So you have goals. But then underneath that, list each core value and then a description of what those behaviors are that demonstrate that you believe in the core value. Doing that and rating yourself. It is an incredible self-awareness, clarity, going, wow, once you do that, you can look back at your leadership inventory, your personal brand, and then it really, again, focuses in and doing it on a regular basis, not just once. Usually it's just all about, did you make it happen? Are you achieving your goals? This should be an opportunity to really look at your performance holistically, like looking at not just what you're doing, but how you're doing it. It's just like role descriptions. Usually they're all about, this is what I want you to do. They hardly ever say, and this is how I expect you to do it. And that how should be aligned back to the core values.
1: And I love the, the addition of adding some specificity to it because we'll tell people, oh, we need to have better communication or we need to improve these processes. But what would that look like? Like what specifically would it look like? Like what does winning look like? And the more that we can be be that crystal clear, like Matthew talks about in the culture solution, lead with clear expectations. It's this idea of being really clear. And so when we're very clear with our team, I love that you're inviting leaders to be really clear with themselves, right? Especially those top people. Because again, if we don't have that person that is having those performance reviews with us because you're the owner, you're the CEO or or whatever the case, then it's too easy to not do those things. And I love how number one, the, the second and third, your leadership inventory and rating your performance, they work hand in hand because when you start rating your performance, you can then add some of those tasks that you're doing or add some of those things that you're doing to your leadership inventory so that you, after, let's say you do it every quarter for yourself, if you give quarterly performance reviews, Give yourself a quarterly performance review, and then you can go back after the full year and then look at what you've written down as hey, these were some of the things that I've done over the year that has helped me to build this personal brand. So, uh, Michelle, these are three things that leaders can do that they all work really well hand in hand. And if we're continuously thinking about these things and really evaluating, then imagine how someone is going to go from, January 1 to December 31st, and what an impact that would have making these small incremental changes every single day. And even just that flip of being super intentional about what you're creating and how you are intentionally becoming a better leader.
0: Absolutely. And then again, in turn, once you do that for yourself, being able to share that with your direct reports and then and having them do it at the same time. It's amazing. It's amazing the growth that happens. Even after six months, just finding those things. Well, I could do this more and I should. I would love your, your example of communication. I mean, everybody thinks they're communicating well. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But if your people don't think you're communicating well, or there's some things that you can see that tell a different story. So getting back to having a plan, a strategic action plan for developing yourself in those key areas. And again, you can't work on a hundred of them. Pick those top two or three, and then really get get laser focused in on those. I'll tell you the top two that just from a a challenging standpoint for most leaders is time. Right? I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Okay, we all get the same amount of time. (laughs) We we talk about that, and then we talk about delegating. And then a lot of times people feel like they're good delegators. Or they're super honest with me and say, I'm a terrible delegator. I go, well, what would happen if you delegated more? I'd have more time. (laughs) So you get to really look at all those different pieces of what's happening with you as a leader, because that also starts to affect some of those pieces in the leadership inventory as well. Because if you're so overwhelmed doing all of these things, but you're, you have a team of people It's just being really focused and deliberate about what you're going to focus on and what you're going to give away so that you have the more time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, you're laughing because we have these conversations and it's funny. It it actually ends up being funny because, again, going back to we know what we need to do. Yeah. We do. We know what we need to do. We know what needs to be done. We know when we're not delegating. We know when we're not making things a priority that should be a priority And this is why having a coach is so important. We believe everyone needs a coach. We all need to be asked these great questions. And one of the great things about having a coach too is, like Michelle was saying, you're learning how to be a better leader, which allows you to teach your people how to be better leaders. And by doing that and to become more self-aware and then everyone in the organization gets better, grows, the organization grows. All good things happen, so. (laughs)
0: That's right. You know, you can coach yourself. I mean, I just gave you three things to do for yourself. Obviously, having a coach is awesomeness because you get to share that with someone. And then you can feel good about celebrating your success along the way because a lot of times developing your personal brand, it's not something you share with everybody. Like, hey, yeah, today I've decided my personal brand is going to be this. It's an inside job, I guess is what I want to call it. So you create this for yourself and it becomes your guiding light. But when you have a coach, you're able to share that experience of really developing it. It's not something that you put up on a billboard.
1: And it holds you accountable. It reminds you to to do the work because it's so easy. I mean, look, we've all been there, right? We say we're going to do something. We have all the intention to do it. But we remove those things off our calendars, even though they're really important, because we can, because no one else is going to know. No one knows if you don't do your leadership inventory. No one else knows if you didn't rate your performance. No one knows if you are caring about your personal brand. And so it just adds a layer of accountability. It adds a layer of encouragement and that's all. But yeah, of course, everybody can grow and we can all learn. But yeah, having a coach, it does push you in ways and challenge you in ways that we just often won't do for ourselves because again, we're doing all the things Doing all the things. That's (laughs) right.
0: I love it. I love it because a lot of times this is what I usually hear is that's a good question. (laughs) And I sit there and go, Oh, yeah, that's a good question. It's really it's investing in yourself, right? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, if you added up all the money you spent on all the leadership books and all the training that you went to and all of that, (laughs) that's an investment in yourself. I'll call it this kicking it up a notch if you have a coach to lean on. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, as you're listening, we hope that you have taken away some, these were all great points. You got a little bit of free coaching from Michelle today (laughs) with these three ways to improve as a leader, your personal brand, leadership inventory, and rating your performance. And so if nothing else, today is the day for you to, to start to do some of these exercises see how you feel just kind of you know lean into it step into it this is the year that you get to be the best leader that you can be this year and then continue to do these things over and over and over time oh my gosh think about where you'll be a year from now 3 years from now 5 years from now simply because you made it you were more intentional about becoming a better leader and we support you in that growth obviously we believe in that growth yeah. we believe that the only way that your organization can become the best version of itself is to the extent that your people are becoming better versions of, self, of themselves. And obviously, if you're a leader, you're leading the team. And, and we've got to have that same growth mindset in building a team. So Michelle, any last
0: words before we go? Just do it. let start today. <laughs> Find a buddy, someone you trust, and do it together. It will be so worth your time.
1: All right. You're awesome, Michelle. Thank you so much. If you are interested at all in learning more about our coaching experiences, business coaching, executive coaching, culture coaching, our dream manager program, uh, we invite you to go to floydcoaching.com and you'll probably be chatting with Michelle. So (laughs) (laughs) call me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you are enjoying our podcast, we would so appreciate it if you would give us a five star rating and write a review. It really does help the show so other people can find it. Plus, hey, we'd love to hear what you like about the show so that we can continue to deliver the information that you need to help you and your team grow. You are awesome. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, lead with culture.